0: Hello welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke from That Films Tube. My co-host today is Jason. Welcome to the podcast. I get to talk about dinosaurs. I'm excited. You're the only reason we're doing this, being a yeah. big fan
1: of Jurassic Park. I just want to say, I, I'm, I, it always irks me when you, when you talk about something that actually wasn't a comic, but on this show sounds like comics i mean it, it makes sense Let but me, there was yes there was a oh. there were jurassic park comics down the line so it's all good and that's what i use i would, uh,
0: to bait you to bait you into doing this i was like let's let's do it you've done a handful of episodes of sounds like comics you've ruined my intro already it's okay i'm going to continue regardless <laughs> today's topic jurassic world Camp Cretaceous, season one, the CGI animated series. It is part of the Jurassic Park franchise and debuted on Netflix on September 18th, 2020. Set before, during and after the events of the film Jurassic World, the series follows six teenagers who become stranded on Iceland Ubar after multiple dinosaurs escape their habitats. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. This is where you get to say that oh, yes, sorry. it was Jurassic Park. That is, <laughs> that is the thing. Okay, I mentioned, yeah, you're the reason we're doing this episode. Uh, you don't often suggest episodes. Of if, anything,
1: if anything, I try to get out of as many as I can.
0: <laughs> you're coming back for more. I'm always grateful. Out of everybody that I know, you're the biggest Jurassic Park fan, and when you strongly suggested that we, I mean, cover the I show, just asked, I asked you a question, and then you said yes. It was, no, wasn't like it. it was your like, a a, like almost like a PowerPoint presentation. You had slides. You sent. Me I had images, one evidence.
1: screenshot of a Google search of Jurassic Park comics, saying they exist. The show you asked, and I said yes. <laughs>
0: so
1: this was this was a great. Um, I recently turned 30. I'm now in your ballpark of uh, of the the decade of my life. Um, this arrived on my 30th birthday, this show. So this forever will be um, remembered for that, I guess. That's just a bit of my own personal thoughts there. <laughs> a bit of trivia. This is what I watched half of this this first season on my 30th birthday, because it was there and I couldn't
0: wait. In between, was agreeing to do this show. The new movie has been delayed until next year. Yeah. Do we have to talk about that here? <laughs> There's no one else to talk bit. about it. Let's talk about it here. Yeah. It was a movie that was gonna come out what June next year initially, but now it's been pushed to 2022. Yeah, look, the world
1: the world's in chaos. It's uh it is what it is. I'm upset. I'll get through it. It's fine in as long as i get it at some point it looks to be the the actual you know true sequel that we've all been waiting for that i've been waiting for i should say
0: that was a bad direction to put the podcast in a bit of a downer. Oh, yeah, that, let's it, go back that's... let's go back hey to Camp cretaceous we we've got this we've got this to this is something to
1: tie us over and maybe you know it looks like we'll be getting more but we'll get to that we will now, get to so. that
0: Following its release, the show was met with mixed to positive reviews from critics who applauded the diverse voice cast but criticized the show's character designs and writing. Aaron Hammersley served as showrunner alongside Scott Creamer and Lane Lurass. Are you familiar with any of the three people that I just No, off at the end yeah, there? I've, I've, I've heard of them from looking up this show. I focused on Aaron Hammersley, who is the main showrunner. He got his start at Nickelodeon, where he worked as a storyboard artist for the shows The Fairly Odd Parents. I've seen a couple of those. Danny Phantom, Tough Puppy, not seeing them. And Kung Fu Panda, The Legends of Awesomeness. So they are kiddie. Tonally, this show, I was pleasantly surprised is a bit more mature than that. And I think we have Spielberg to thank because he's the gatekeeper when it comes to Jurassic Park. And he would only do this show, or whether he's agreeing to it be made or however it came about. Signing if, off in some regards. Yes, is yeah. if the, the kids would be in actual peril and be in fear of their lives. We get that in this, so I was pleasantly surprised yeah. because visually, you look at those character designs, and it did pull me out of it a few times when watching it. The dinosaurs look better than the people. I'm going to say that the dinosaurs look great. Like
1: they, they pretty, they look like their live action designs, but obviously, just obviously, cartoon animated CGI versions. But yeah, the people, the characters, they're. The human beings that we're following they do have a cartoony look. it does obviously have a more kid friendly family tone to the whole show the whole premise but do you know what there is there's action violence in it there's there is human death which we do see um, some of it is implied some of it's a little bit off off screen or like behind a bush or but you see a dinosaur you see a human you see Whatever's animated in front of you, and you're like, "Wow, now that character is dead. I've just seen an animated cartoon character killed. It's great
0: yeah, honestly, I was pleasantly surprised by this, um, yeah, just looking at those trailers before seeing the show, it was again, it was the character designs that I'd be worried because I remember, and it was Universal that did this, I think along with DreamWorks Animation, who also yes. did the recent Fast and Furious spin-off show. And I was just curious about that. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, like that cartoon. Yeah. Yes. And I did maybe 10 minutes of that first episode. Vin Diesel has a cameo as Dominic Toretto. And it's just awful. It really is. But I think the world and the dinosaurs are the saving grace for this. Because even some of the character designs look similar to Fast and the Furious, but being a part of Jurassic World makes it better. And you're right, yeah, those dinosaurs do look good in this. I mean, we can start by talking about some of the cast, or we can go through the main cast. The main kid that we're following is Darius Bowman, played by Paul McKell Williams. He's the young kid. We get the backstory that his father was ill, uh, by the time that Darius gets to go to the island, his dad has passed, but it was their dream to go to the island together. So it does, it draws you in with these, with the human emotions. I did like that about it. So again, face value, looks like a kid show, but it's more than that. Yeah, it's like, I mean, the the, the characters
1: are kind of... I mean, they're designed and delivered to us almost like stereotypes. They're, they've all got their own archetypes that they sort of fall into. but then I mean I guess that's that's easy for you know kids to digest and get familiar with the characters, and they've all got unique designs to them and looks, you know, like pink colored hair, or you've got the black kid, you've got the tall guy, you've got the you know the they're all, they're all different. They've all got a distinct look to them. You can see their silhouette and know who you're you're talking about but then you get something like uh, with Darius and you get his backstory, you get the flashbacks and you get an emotional story handed to you. And it's like, okay, there is more to this than just here's a cartoon about some kids within the Jurassic world world uh, running from dinosaurs. And I like that. And then as you get through, you go through each of the other characters and you get a peek behind the curtains of each of them. And you're like, okay, And I think as we progress, we're going to learn more. And I think they're going to shake off their stereotypes a bit more. So I'm hopeful that they do that a bit more. Like they they do that as we go. Uh, But yeah, I like, I like this Darius character. Like he's a good, he's a good anchor point for like, I guess, even me being a, you know, being a kid and visiting this Island and having that dream and, like seeing the dinosaurs and it's just a good point of view to sort of have as your main character. And then the rest of them are all kind of douchebags.
0: (laughs) And it's an interesting dynamic as well with him being one of the more younger members of the group, but with his knowledge of dinosaurs, he becomes the leader. Yeah, it's, it's
1: when, when this was um, proposed as you know, Camp Cretaceous. I'm talking the title, obviously the premises. We've got a group of kids, they go to this camp, and it's sort of like, uh, there's gonna be I was thinking there was gonna be a whole there's like gonna be a whole you know, an assortment of of kids running around in peril. But because it's sort of like it's a new program, it's a small select group, almost like a an early exposure to the to the whole thing, it's a very tiny what is it? six characters or something like that it's a small group which is better i like that maybe they should have had more camp counselors besides the two of them you know but you know it's fine because it's just it's just six of them how bad can it get
0: did you recognize adam goldberg absolutely straight away he's got such a distinctive voice like straight away you're like hang on minute, that's I'm going to struggle with his surname, but it's Sean guillain who's Adam Goldberg in The Goldbergs. Yeah, he's also, he plays this other little cartoon I watch called
1: Clarence. I think I mentioned it to you once before, and he plays one of the main characters in
0: that show as well. Oh, and, right.
1: Yeah, and he was also in, what was he in that, um, that Kim Possible live, yeah, action. live action
0: movie? He was in that. I've not seen that, but yeah. I know that he was I, in I that.
1: Tried, I tried watching that on Disney+, Plus. didn't really... Did it really do it for me? It was fun for like five minutes, and I was like, "Okay, that's enough." I'm um, still, yeah, he
0: stood out. I'm still watching the Goldbergs and enjoying it for the most part. So, yes, as (laughs) soon as you hear him, and he's he's voicing Ben Pickus, so he's the sensitive and bookish type. He's the one that's worried about everything. Like he has a does he have a puffer? Am I making that up? He has a puffer, doesn't he? Maybe, maybe it does, but he has a. Maybe I'm thinking of his character in *Clangers*. <laughs> I don't know. But he's got a dinosaur. But he's that type. He's that type. Yeah, he's got a dinosaur, and you know, and straight away, it, I it was reminded me of like, oh, he's Slimer in *Ghostbusters*. I mean, he's not necessarily being mischievous, but you know, when you'll get a cartoon adapted from a movie film series, yeah, it's the same thing. Adapted from a film series, <laughs> and they'll give them like a little like mascot character. Yeah, yeah. That's the little dinosaur in this. But you know what? It works because to begin with, Ben's the only one that's going out of his way to protect this dinosaur. Everyone else, paying for their lives, they want to leave this dinosaur behind. But then the dinosaur ends up becoming a member of the group. I'm blanking on his name. What do they call the dinosaur? Oh, uh, Bumpy. So it's a an ankylosaurus it. named
1: Bumpy and he has like an irregular... Horn, one of his horns is like smaller than the other, but they introduce an interesting concept. Whereas there's like a rapid growth uh, thing with the dinosaurs, so just overnight, they could be once they're hatched, they could be you know, obviously egg size. And then overnight, the next episode, we see the dinosaur and they're four times bigger. And we get that with Bumpy, we, we see him hatched or her, I don't know. And then the next time we see Bumpy, he's four times bigger, he's running around like a yeah, I kind of, I really like cute little baby Bumpy, though. I would, have, I would have liked to have, you know, Ben could have had him in his pocket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <But> you <right laughs> it's, it's, But it's an interesting thing they're doing because we're essentially following these kids in real time. We're able to see what's been explained previously or, or shown to us that it is aging rapidly. Yeah. Another voice that I recognized, Rainy rodriguez she does the voice of sammy the young girl that is the spy that's looking to take samples and everything else did you recognize her um yes um i
1: i i recognized the voice and then i was like i have to look up who this girl is because like i'd I couldn't pick it. And then I realised, I, I, I saw her face when I Googled it and I was like, okay, I know her from this and that. I can't remember which movies or shows she was in, but when I looked at the pictures, I was like, oh no, I've seen her around in things, like kids' movies and family
0: stuff. She's Paul Blart's daughter. Oh, wow. There okay. <laughs> we go. <laughs> That's what I knew her from. I recently rewatched Paul Blart 1 and 2. And yeah, oh. she's obviously in those and got a voice from that.
1: Is, yeah. is she the girl from Instant Family? I don't know if you've seen that. Is she I have seen that, that. I
0: don't think she is now. Okay, different girl, maybe. That was oh, a no, good I movie. It. I I was a really. really pretty... I was blindsided by that movie. I thought it was just yeah. kind of this like just I don't know just fluffy, comedy, family comedy, but it actually yeah. had some real depth. Mm. Back to dinosaurs. Yes, <laughs> <back> to dinosaurs. <laughs> but yeah, but she played an interesting part. Like she's clearly a spy and a Roman like to the audience and you know she had brooklyn's phone and yeah she eventually does get found out so you're with these characters for such a short period of time but they really do go through a lot like not just with the dinosaurs the outbreak and everything else but just dynamic yeah group
1: you know like then, yeah, kids fight and they argue and, you know, there's
0: jealousy and there's accusations and there's suspicion. And then they make up again. But I mentioned Brooklyn. She's voiced by Jenna Ortega. She's the, like, Instagram or social media queen. Like, she's got all these followers. uh, But then she recognises that maybe they're not as interested in in her as they have been. So she thought if she goes to the park, it's going to boost her profile yeah yeah and she wants almost like a little reporter like she wants the
1: exclusive she's you know breaking into you know going behind you know closed doors and secret areas and taking photos of it's it's almost like she's the spy but she's trying to get the in a way get the scoop legitimately she's not trying to steal anything unlike that sammy Dodgy. I really like um, Brooklyn's design though, like with the pink hair, something about a character, like just a very kind of spunky look. I like it.
0: I mean, you're right. They did give them very distinctive looks because if you're going to have like a handful of kids together, you really need to be able to at a glance, see who's who. And they do a good job doing that. Like we've got the character Yaz uh, voiced by Kozar Mohammed and her whole thing, she's all about fitness. She's always in exercise wear. She's trying to keep fit the whole time. Yeah. So yeah. So they give you know pink she looks, hair.
1: She looks slightly older as well, and she's taller. And I mean, I say older because you know, in that active wear, you do get more of you know her female features kind of coming through. It's a cartoon. I'm getting weird about it, but you know, as in, I assume she's older. I because get. She's got, yeah, she does. He's got she, all that yeah. going on. So again, it, it does look it older. Makes her differ from Brooklyn, and I guess to an extent, Sammy as well.
0: And Kenji, so yeah, like, Kenji Khan. like he's another one who is clearly older than a lot of the others, uh, voiced by Ryan Potter, who you'd know as Beast Boy from Titans. That's and, right. I didn't recognise his voice, but in no, looking at I the, didn't. In the, in the cast, I was like, "Hey, there's that guy." And before DC, he did a Marvel film, he did Big Hero Six. He was the kid in that. Oh, like the main kid. Hero. Yeah. That's ah. him. Yeah, he was the hero that was that. in yeah, that was that was him. <laughs> he was the hero in yeah, Big Hero Six. <laughs> so that's the kids, and you mentioned two two campers. We have Roxy and Dave. Easy to know who's who. <laughs> as Roxy, <laughs> Jamelia, Jamil, and Glenn Powell as Dave. So he's a bit of a goofball. She's more the serious of the two. But throughout this first season, they're getting split up from the kids, trying to get back to the kids, disciplining the kids, losing the kids, trying to find the kids. That's hey, what the kids are, are <laughs> the
1: kids are the pretty, you know. They're 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 assholes. <laughs> they're sneaking out at night. They're breaking into raptor pens. They're you know going into you know um, I don't know the secure areas, the you know staff but only might, areas, and stuff
0: but the kids they're doing what kids would do, and and for the most part they really do. I guess the best example of kids being kids, whether it's film or TV, for me would be the Goonies, just going on an adventure. Because or just can. being kids like the banter like the you know having a go with each other and just the yeah. conversations they're having and to an extent you're getting that in this like the kids do acts like kids and being reckless that's what they do they're at a dinosaur park they want to make the most of the experience <laughs> and yeah just uh, the first <laughs> half pain. the first half of this season is the kids
1: just being delinquents, <laughs> pretty much, and just putting themselves in peril, in danger, pretty much because they've broken the rules and they've snuck out or they've they've done something? That's, but interestingly, the
0: first half, for the most part, yes, they're getting themselves in trouble, but they're not waiting on adults to come and save them. Like they're yeah. able to problem solve a lot themselves. Like honestly, we can jump to episode eight. It's only a short season. <laughs> when Adam Goldberg, or Ben, when when he falls, I was like, the tone of the show, what we've seen so far, he could actually be dead. Didn't want him to be, he's found to be alive, he falls from, what, the monorail? Yeah. But I like the fact that this show, it, with a tone, it made you feel like there was actual stakes. And you mentioned people do get killed. Well, I mean, I... Yes, the, like, adult
1: humans get killed. And in in the world of Jurassic, you know, the films, there is sort of like an unwritten rule. And for the longest time, this involved female characters as well until we got to Jurassic World and they threw that out the window with the, I don't know, the babysitter thing getting taken off horrendously by pteranodons and devoured by the Mosasaurus. It's a great scene. Too far. Too- <laughs> but there's, there is there's almost like a rule. It's like kids and never hurt by dinosaurs or never eaten and killed by dinosaurs that we see anyway. And in watching this show, it was a little bit of like, I, even though there is death happening, I'm like, are these kids actually in any danger? Is this show ballsy enough to kill off any of the kids? And I was like, for the whole time, convinced, no, they're not. Then we get to the we get to Ben and he does his heroics and And I'm still sitting there like, oh yeah, this is fun. I'm still having a good time. But I'm like, he's not in any danger. Like he's going to come back and they're going to be like, wow, Ben, like, you know, like you're a hero, you're amazing. And then he falls (laughs) and there's, you know, it's a cliffhanger episode. We come back, first moments of that, uh, is is it like the last episode or something like that? I think episode nine. And he falls to what seems like his death because that's a big drop. And I was like, holy shit, this episode did it. Right. Okay. It. Until,
0: okay.
1: well, yeah, I was, conv- I was like, wow, they've, they've actually legitimately killed it, and I was impressed. I was like, thank you, show. Like you, I mean, yeah, I didn't want it to be that character, but you know, if there's going to be actual casualties, then holy shit, there, there is actual risk. The kids are actually a danger. Until we find out that no, he survived. But and I'm okay was, with that. I'm, yeah, I'm okay yeah. because. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm glad we get more of the character and, you know, Adam Goldberg's back, which, is, which we, you know, obviously we both seem to enjoy.
0: Yep.
1: But on the other side, um, you know, on the other hand, I'm like, okay, so you cheated death. The kids, you know, there still hasn't been any kids' death. I don't know if they're in danger or not. Like, I, it's, they've got, are they protected by the plot and are they protected yeah. by the fact that they are kids in this show? And if they've got that rule
0: in the live action films that like kids don't die. It's not, a, it's not a rule, it's just an a unwritten thing that has kind of... Thing, okay, it's an unwritten, unwritten rule. I don't think a cartoon series on Netflix is the place to, you know, start like killing kids. Let's do it here. But I think the fact that they build up least, enough suspense for both yeah. of us, even knowing what you know, you think, hang on. Have they actually done it here? But it turns out that they haven't. But they really left it right till the end. And it does leave yeah. it on a, on a cliffhanger. Before we move on, we've got Greg Chun as Dr. Wu. He's the geneticist that recreated the dinosaurs and the chief genetic engineer of InGen. This character seems familiar to me. Is this a new character or No, Dr. Wu. We, so Dr. Wu we first saw him in Jurassic Park. He's
1: the played by um uh BD Wong. That's what and threw then, me. Right, because he, he did, comes yes. back in Jurassic World and he was like the the one and only character that did carry over from that original right you know, it's okay mean, movies and then he was in fallen kingdom as well he's there um obviously I wonder... not Wong in this role but yeah
0: do you think maybe he's sort he of was like was... a villain now in the yeah movies? but maybe he was busy like i mean this is all voice work it's surprising they've not gone back to him then could have yeah, you know could have done it half an hour on the phone they could have
1: recorded him or you know skyped him through or something but oh, maybe cheaper
0: Right, okay. So good. Dr. Wu. It's been a while since I've watched Jurassic World or Jurassic Park. Jeff Bergman is Mr. DNA. He voiced Mr. DNA previously, didn't he? Not just new for this. You're, you're stumping me. Let me wait, what was the I'm name again? Sure was it, huh? Jeff Bergman. I'm pretty sure that's who was the voice Mr. DNA. In I know Jurassic in, Park film.
1: Okay, that'll be really cool. Let me, let me Google it. I know in Jurassic World, um, director Colin Trevorrow voices Mr. DNA, but
0: that you would just be pretty look, cool. You, you, you fact check that. You, you talk, talk, you talk, talk and I'll, you look I'll look up it. Jeff Bergman. So I've mentioned already <laughs> this is a DreamWorks animation series. There's been many. You're shaking your head at me. So is it not? Nah, okay, you voice. That's non. fine. That's fine. I know nothing of Mr. Of Mr. Wu. Dr. Wu, <laughs> making my point. <laughs> okay, yeah, Dr. Wu and Mr. DNA. The new actors for this show. I was just going to say there. Um, yeah, okay, DreamWorks Animation, so they've done heaps. Uh, Captain Underpants, they've done that. Uh, but they're all aimed at a younger audience. This is the first series they've done that is a PG. So they were able to get away with some things here that they wouldn't put in shows like Captain Underpants. <laughs> Human de- I mean, is there is there blood in this show? I'd no, ask I'd say, I, I'd no. I don't I'd say that. I don't know. It's more like things are about to happen or do happen, but mm-hmm. they do it in a way that they don't have I mean, to show.
1: Characters get pretty like roughed up, like but it's probably just scratches and if there is, it's probably just like discoloration that kind of yeah. looks Pinkish, reddish, but yeah, from memory, I I don't. Yeah,
0: no blood, (laughs) no blood. Episode one pressing play the Jurassic Park theme. You'd assume they'd do it, (laughs) but they did, and just straight away, there's just something about that John Williams music, and it just takes you there. So it was a great use in the opening. It does feature in the show, although. I mean, I wasn't expecting John Williams to compose this show. (laughs) It went to Leo Burnsberg. So he did the music for the show. But the series does feature original music composed uh, by John Williams and Michael Giacchino, or samples of their original music. So I guess he's got access to it. Uh, It's not uncommon. But we get... The signature Jurassic Park theme. Absolutely. Look, the music
1: in this in this show. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm a sucker for it, um, and maybe maybe this is why I enjoyed this show as much as I did. But there are moments in this, whether it's with just you know the the scenes around Jurassic World, um, whether it's actual shots with dinosaurs, but when the music is used, like the iconic music, whether it be Jurassic Park music. Jurassic World music, it's it's good. It's used well. I mean, it, it's good music anyway, but it's used well. Um, they're not just playing stuff for the hell of it. It's used for certain moments that I guess sort of deserve, whether it be like a cool wide shot of like overlooking the island or something like that, a dinosaur doing something pretty awesome. It, yeah, I thought the music was pretty epic. That was the first thing I noticed from that first episode was like, well, they're doing, they're doing the right stuff. The new music that's actually made for this show, it's fine. It works well. Um, don't make me hum any of it because you know, it hasn't sunk in that well. But I think that was done pretty well also. like It works for new material. The new material works. Uh,
0: season two. We are actually getting a season two, and it was announced just a couple of days ago. The season will find the stranded campers struggling to survive on Isla Nublar as the series charges forward beyond the events of the Jurassic World film. That's something that I found very interesting about this show, very bold, it takes place during the events of that first Chris Pratt movie. Uh, if that's if that's what we're called. yeah, the
1: first Chris Pratt. Yeah, so the first. You no, know, the World. first Jurassic World. You know, everyone knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <But I> was, <laughs> the, the Chris Pratt one. Yeah. Um, well, that's it. I mean, that's the basic. Hey, the listen, premise is, that is the camps. Movie. on like. I guess I mean it doesn't appear until okay like 40- that first <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard movie. Happy now. <laughs> Just say the first Jurassic world movie. it's all good, I know it's confusing though for casual movie girls anyway um yeah, that's the premise there the camp is set you know like during the the events of Jurassic world that movie the two thousand and fifteen movie starring anyway Chris Pratt who <laughs> you knows the movie the
0: chris pratt one. they're
1: on a they're at a different part of the island, you know away from the main park, all that kind of stuff um and that as you know, it's fun because we get to see certain things, the main like certain things from different angles, which, you know, I like, you know, I like that. I get a kick out of that. The main thing we do see from another point of view is I guess when the Indominus Rex has been hunted down by like the helicopters and all that. And then uh, Masrani's plane falls into the Avery and then, the, you know, the Pteranodons and the other bloody Pterosaurs and stuff come out um so you see that from the point of views of the kids somewhere in the island that's cool the other downside though to having it set during that time is that there's only p- certain dinosaurs we can see and the the opening of this of this show you see a T-Rex bursting through like Jurassic World gates we're not going to see a T-Rex until at least season 2 purely because in the movie canon or in the you know, Jurassic canon, the T-Rex is still locked up in its pen until Bryce Dallas Howard's character unleashes it to fight the Indominus Rex. So, and yeah, there were certain things where I was like, well, I know what I'm not going to see in this, and that's a T-Rex unless we get to a certain point, and I guess season two is going to deliver that. So, yeah. But we, we get other dinosaurs. That's cool. We get, we get Toro, the Carnosaur. Kana, the well, the kind of Taurus, whatever it's called.
0: Dinosaurs are hard. You're the dinosaur <laughs> guy. I was, I was satisfied with the dinosaurs we got in this first season. But I mean, you well, know, yeah. you know the T-Rex, though. Of course, of course. Yeah, I know dinosaurs, but you're, you're the guy that like, wants to see more dinosaurs. I was happy of with course. what we got, but season oh, two, T-Rex, we're gonna go beyond that first film, so we're gonna get more. So that's, I'm well, well, gonna, gonna move past. The timeline of that
1: first Jurassic World Chris Pratt movie. And we're going to get a bit of... The dinosaurs are loose. Like, the the park is is uh, broken. And, the, you know,
0: shit's hit the fan. And the Indominus Rex is out of the picture. Yeah. But we mentioned we're getting the new live-action movie next year. Yeah, so at least said, we get the... Season two is due next year.
1: And I'm well, guessing... i read
0: something. Like this season, it's only eight episodes. It's a short... A short season. Yeah.
1: I, I was wondering why I was like, oh, they already have, it's animated. It looks like it's ready to go. What are they waiting for? I read somewhere that this often happens with animated shows, especially ones that go to Netflix. And I think it's a, it might be a DreamWorks model of doing it this way. They'll make 16, and it's 16-episode season, but then they'll split it eight and eight. And that's why we get a quick turnover. And so they'll, they'll produce it and make it as one. Right. And then they'll yep. give us eight, and then give us eight again. just how they do it. And that's why we can already see bits and pieces of
0: the next season. Like, Yeah, they did. Uh, DC did it with Harley Quinn, like season one, season two, and it was such a just quick, quick turnaround. Oh. But that also was a shorter season. So it's them just being sneaky, really. <laughs> it's like they've made <laughs> yeah. a 16-episode season. Cut it in half, release the first half. Here's your first season. Good news, everybody. Second season's coming. And everyone's like, yeah. yes. More. So
1: I mean, they could be truthful and say, hey, the mid-season break is like a year long. I really hope we get it before September next year, because
0: oh my God. I don't want to spend my thirty-first yeah. birthday watching. <laughs> that, <that'd laughs> I mean, that would be a reasonable time between seasons, though. A year—that's a lot. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, but
1: the fact I is, I, I, know, I know that it's ready, or at least you know, close to being ready. So it's just like bastards, give it to me in January, <laughs> or so let's give it to me, give it to me in
0: June, where I was robbed of this new like, live action. Stop thing. talking season two. Go back to season one if you're going to. Rate this season out of five. Um, I mean, like I
1: said, it is, even though they, they did quite well in delivering something, you know, more, more adult orientated than you would a normal kids show, there is obviously, this is aimed still younger. I don't know how young exactly, obviously not too young. Um, I like the middle ground that they found. I think the tone was in the right place. Um, I would like a child death, though. <laughs> <laughs> Please do okay. not repurpose that audio audio in, uh, in, in any way. <laughs> But within the context of this show, I think it has to happen just to prove that, I mean, these are our main characters. The threat needs to be there for me to continue to really care. Um, So I'm going to give them the opportunity to do that. The music works really well. The dinosaur designs are fantastic and it blends into this animation style so well. I just wish the human character, I mean, I got used to the human characters. I just wish they were a little bit different, but it is what it is. Overall, the story and what I got and the the excitement, the drama, I was fairly on board. I'm quite impressed. I think there is room to grow. I was thinking of maybe a four out of five, but I think I might play it safe and say, Hey, I'll give them a 3.5 out of five for this, these first eight episodes of this, this first season. Um, and maybe they can get to a four or higher with the, with season two. So there's a challenge
0: for them, which I'm sure sure they're listening. (laughs) Yeah. I I went back and forth on this show and as a season, for the most part, I did enjoy it. And it didn't play cheap. Like you could see that they put money into it. The character designs really did bother me. I can't come in any higher than a three. But it's enjoyable. Like It is a recommend. It is the first DreamWorks Animation TV series I've watched start to finish. I know we're only talking eight episodes. But yeah. those shows... I don't usually see as being something for me. And even with this, they're clearly going younger. I don't think you're going to get your child there. I don't think that's what they're going for. (laughs) But I think they... Just really hurt one, like, really, really bad.
1: Like, if Ben now
0: can't walk, cool. (laughs) There's enough here. They're clearly going for a younger audience, but there's enough here for Jurassic Park or Jurassic World fans... Like yourself, like an older fan, so it's it it really does work. It's just again those character designs, but we're stuck with them. They're gonna they're gonna keep with them. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where the show goes next, and I'm really happy that they're able to continue it. So we're going to get these live action films on the big screen eventually, but on the small screen we can see in canon TV series these cartoons. A lot that's of what's
1: cool as well like they can give us new stuff set at a certain time and so far not break canon like and maybe they can even reveal more things that add to the canon that isn't uh that doesn't you know break anything <laughs> which is exciting as well i think they did they did a good job in in keeping it pretty nice and neat like as much as they were probably like hey we need a give him a t-rex we'll get a t-rex
0: season two i'm excited the t-rex is coming well that's it for our episode all about jurassic world camp cretaceous season one if you want to contact us about this episode or request a topic from upcoming show you can find us on facebook as sounds like comics podcast jason thanks for being on the show today Uh, thanks for letting me do it (laughs) (laughs) As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.